Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am so excited tonight as we have Craving Lucy coming back on my show. They're an amazing hard rock band. Steve Archambault, who is the front uh, front man and founder of the band, will be coming on in a moment. So I'm going to do a nice introduction for them. They are releasing their new album tonight as we speak. It is out today on iTunes. It's titled Resolution, and I have it, and it's amazing. There are seven, uh, I would say, hit singles on it. This, the album is just unbelievable. So we will be debuting two of those tonight off the album. I'm not going to give away the names of them right now. Uh, I have my personal favorites on it, but as I said, every song on the album is just unbelievable. So if you are tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. You can join us in the chat room. I do have a chat room open, um, but again, I'm going to be focused on the interview. So if you want to call in, the number is 805-243-1320. So we look forward to hopefully hearing from some people tonight. And if for some reason you cannot tune into the live show, the podcast will be available for their interview after it is over. So a little bit about myself. I launched this radio show about a year and a half ago now uh, with the concept in mind that I wanted to really create a forum for people in the entertainment industry that I could bring on the air to help support and promote them. Um, a little about myself, I'm also um, a musician, a singer-songwriter, have an album out under my name, Carrie Edelman. Um, I also am a psychologist, is what I do full-time, but my show, just to kind of digress, is not about uh, therapy, no pun intended. But um, again, we, we joke around on my show, but again, it's for entertainment purposes. This is not doing on-air therapy or anything like that. Um, I also do some writing for some magazines, and I'll tell a little about some of the other stuff I'm doing later in the show because I have a cool plug tonight for a web series that I just became an executive producer for that I'm very excited about. I'm a huge fan of comedy, so we'll, uh, we'll introduce that a little bit later on. So let me tell you guys a little bit about Craving Lucy. I love these guys. Um, again, probably heard of them a year and a half, two years ago when I heard their first uh, several singles on Sirius XM Octane Radio which included Therapy, Ordinary God, and Changes. Amazing songs by these guys. And uh, I think they're really topping it tonight with their new album, Resolution. So we're going to get into that tonight and talk about everything that's in store for these guys. They got a new lineup of some members, which I'm sure they'll be introducing tonight. And I'm sure they've encountered some challenges along the way, but these guys have persevered. Um, they're just there's something very resilient about them, and they just really have a unique, amazing sound. Steve's voice is just can't get enough of it. I've been listening to this album nonstop since I got it about a week ago um, as a complimentary copy. So I really do appreciate that. So I want to thank also Michael Pastore from Pastore Management Group uh, LLC, who has been a pleasure to work with. Um, I worked with him before Silent Season is another band that he manages. So if you haven't had an opportunity to check them out, please check out the podcast for Silent Season. Really great group of guys and some really cool music that they have. So let me um, tell you a little bit about Craven Lucy, um, and then we will uh, bring them on the air. So as I mentioned, these guys have had hit singles all over the radio. Um, tonight we're going to be playing their new album, Resolution. We're going to play two featured tracks off of it tonight that they're going to be promoting. 
Um, we'll talk about these guys in terms of upcoming shows, tours, and everything else that they have in store for them. So let's bring Steve on the air without further ado, and we'll get into this interview. Hey, Steve, how are you? Hi, Kerry, how are you? Good, good. Welcome back. It's a pleasure to have you on. Well, thanks for having me. And i got to say, I get the smile on from ear to ear. You're making me blush over here when I'm listening to you talk about the band and the music and my voice. I don't even know what to say. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad I can do that for you. <laughs> Still making no, the boys blush. That's a good thing. Cool. No, it's, it's great, Steve. The album is just, it's phenomenal. I listen to it pretty much every day when I come home and I work out or on the weekends, and it's just been really great. And I, I have to personally say, I mean, I love every song on it, but that song, Down, can't get enough of that one. Just ridiculous. Nice. Love you. it. <laughs> Thank you very much. That, um, uh, that's, that's, more, that's more the pop-infused uh, side of the band, and uh, that's that song came out pretty special. We, we we really had a great time recording that, and you know, like all the songs, and like all bands go through, you know, when they're in the studio, they, they you hear the progression, and you make these little changes and these little tweaks, and everything you do seems to make it just a little bit more special, makes it a little better, and uh, and that's kind of what happened with just about every track on 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 the, on the EP, that's awesome. especially with, that's awesome. with sound, yeah. And I could, if I can say something too, down is just that it's that great song that has like crossover potential. I can hear it on like serious, uh, what's it called? Um, Hits one, uh, the pulse. So that's the, that song is just awesome because it can be played across so many different types of stations. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we uh, we great. one of the one of the goals, even if it was a subconscious goal for us when we started recording, was to we wanted to show dimension of the band. You know, we didn't want to come out and and write you know six therapies or six ordinary gods we wanted to show what the band was capable of and it you know it, it was just kind of a progression for us for and uh you know we went through a lot of growth because we you know a bunch of new members in the band and the influences are really apparent but uh you know nate and i you know we, we pretty much wrote everything on the record and we produced the record and and it just you know it, it's like we shared the same brainstem. and you know when you know, when you get these guys, there's such amazing guys in the band, and, you know, nothing is off the table as far as an option is concerned when it comes to cool. ideas and input. So, you know, when you get that cohesive brotherhood and, and, you know, you get that mindset that, you know, everything's for the best of the song, uh, it was just kind of a growth. You know, we just we noticed that there was different flavors and different kind of, you know, maybe a little bit of crossover that we had on the record. We're really proud of that because it's it was kind of natural for us. We didn't do it on purpose. It just it just ended up that way. That's awesome. And again, it shows, like you said, not only your diversity as a band, but just vocally to see you go from you know some really heady, heavy, gritty songs to something like Down. You know what I mean? That is a little more mellow, a little more pop fused as you said. Yep. So that's really cool. Cool. Thanks. So and I apologize for we... my dog barking. Oh, that's that's okay. Animals, animals are welcome. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I had a, a former Tonight Show writer on Jim Shaughnessy, and I'm going to talk a tiny bit during one of my plugs later about him. But his cat was, you know, talking in the background, and I said, "That's fine. He, he or she can join us. No, not a problem." <laughs> <laughs> Great. Cool. So, um, cool. So why don't we start out? Because I definitely want to get into the the nitty gritty of the album and again on a, on a very of course respectful level you know kind of talk a little bit about some of the challenges you guys have had and how you've persevered because I think that is just such a key quality of you guys as sure. you know of Craving Lucy as a band um, but okay. start out by just giving people a little bit of background on you know who you are how you got involved in music and then you can kind of start 
you know, transgressing into forming the band and going down that road? Yeah, sure. I mean, I've been, you know, I've been singing since I was five years old and, and writing songs since I was 14, 15 years old, recording them in the studio. So it's it's been a very, uh, you know, big part of my world for a long, long time. And, and uh, you know, we had... We had a record deal back in uh, 07, 08 that went south, and we we put out Therapy back in 09. We reissued it, actually, and that's when probably the first time that you heard of the band uh, when we had Therapy out. Uh, okay. And that opened, a lot of door- that opened a lot of doors for us. It, it was something that, it, you know, it was a surprise to us of how, with what little budget we had, but we had such a great team from management to radio, and it, it, it really kicked open and, and you know, some doors, and, and it gave us a lot of opportunities to capitalize on, on a good name that we made for ourselves. And along the way, you know, every band has their ups and downs. Uh, and in a nutshell, um, in jumping over some of the, you know, the boring details, but uh, we parted ways back in the summer of 2011 uh, with our, you know, my the, the other guy that I formed Craving Lucy with, uh, our guitar mm-hmm. player, Mark. And um, we moved uh, Nate from bass, Nate Comp, who was on bass before, and now Nate is on guitar. So that was one of the big changes. Uh, we got a new drummer uh, last, uh, actually I think this January, uh, Simon Adamson. He's originally from Sweden. Uh, just an amazing, um, probably the most amazing drummer I've ever heard. And this He's kid great. Can play, uh, he can play anything, uh, and whatever genre he he you know decides to play or wants to play, it's like he's been playing that his whole life. He's He's just wow. multifaceted, and he's just his chops are amazing. Um, you know his his resume is is crazy. Uh, the uh, Stockholm Conservatory music graduate. Uh, he was a graduate of PIT out in California, and big session guy. Played in Legends House bands from Vegas all the way out here to the casinos in the, in Connecticut. But on top of it all, you know, you get a guy that good, and and I will say this for all the guys in the band. Mm-hmm. You got the talent, the talent and the dedication and the attitude. But the four guys in my band are probably the nicest guys in the world, and I've never—I'm really blessed at this point. I've never been so happy and so confident and so fierce in my attitude and so dedicated and determined as I am now, as I am right now. So awesome. I think the, the, the yeah, the new blood—it's almost like getting a, a musical blood transfusion. You know, you, you get all this <laughs> new blood, and you just feel like like a new person and the band is just it's tighter we sound better than we ever have and and we've got a fifth member we added a guitar player uh this summer uh his name is rick Sykoskis. he's an amazing kid uh he's a younger kid but he's he's got this old rock and roll soul that you know listens to you know it loves zeppelin uh listens to you know the heavy hardcore stuff you know, all the way to into the ACDC, into the you know the newer rock, and he he loves and appreciates and respects all of it, and that's really hard to find. And he's very he's very open minded. Um, he's very you know he's very dedicated and he's very team oriented. So to 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 bring a you know a fifth member in, which is something I've I've been wanting to do for years. I've wow. always wanted the second the second guitar player because it has elevated the live show and made the dynamic of the band bigger, thicker, heavier, more intense, uh, and just brings a dynamic to a live, to the live show that we've never had because we're so guitar-heavy in our recordings mm-hmm. that I I just, now we don't lose that. Not that it was overly noticeable before, but 
I, I will say that it's very noticeable now how much better it is live. Uh, right. Dynamic-wise, sound-wise. Yeah, so, I know what you're talking about. I mean, when I was, I'm not doing live stuff anymore, just more studio stuff because, as you know, the challenges and difficulties that come along with finding the right group of people that are, you know, cohesive and gel together is just so tough. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I agree with you. That, that was always when I was working with someone that just having that second guitarist, it just, you're right, it added such a different element that just brings the band to another level. So that's great that you guys found Rick to bring him on board. Yeah, and uh, my my bass player is this guy Keith Lewis. He's a Boston guy, and uh, Keith used to actually play with me in the band when we were actually called Bionic, and that oh, was several okay. years. That was like that was like oh four, oh five, or something like that. And uh, and he's just a great, great, great bass player, the most chill guy in the world. He's like six four, <laughs> six five, and he's like this gentle giant, and he's got mad chops, and he's the most laid back guy in the world. And I've never seen him in a bad mood, and. You know, I'll tell you, and this is for all the bands listening or, or any bands or, you know, guys or girls out there starting a band or new to a band. Listen when I tell you that, you know, talent is one thing, but the attitude is the most important thing because you can have all the talent in the world, but if the attitude blows, you're, got, you're not going to go you're, you're not going to go anywhere. So if, if you're if you're auditioning guys or gals or whatever and, and someone's got, you know, someone's got decent chops, uh, but he's a super person or she's a super kid, uh, you know, and someone comes in and blows you away, but they're just, you know, a pain in the ass. <laughs> Don't go with the pain in the ass because it doesn't I know. matter. You need, you need the attitude. You need the will, the attitude will form the chemistry and the bond mm-hmm. will, will happen. And that will create beautiful music and a beautiful, cohesive relationship with each other and, and make a great band. I think that's so well put, Steve, because, yeah, I, I just can, I'm reflecting back on my, uh, I have some post-traumatic stress. Um, remember, I'm a psychologist from my band experience. <laughs> and the thing that would always, I know, the thing that would kill me is some of the most talented people who walked through the door was, they were just impossible to deal with. Or they just, yeah. you know, they weren't reliable, they weren't dedicated, they didn't show up on time. And then I'd have these nice people that would come through and it was like, but they're, like you would say, their chops for some reason just weren't up to where they needed to be. So I always had the difficulties of, you know, one side or the other side. I couldn't find that happy medium. But I agree right. with you. You know, I think well, Rick's just saying everyone who's listening just to kind of, you know, piggyback off you. If if someone comes in and they're just, you can tell right away that they're they're difficult to deal with and there's just, you're getting that kind of uncomfortable feeling, that's a sign. Don't go with it <laughs> because it's yeah, going to be disastrous yeah. later on. Right. I'm I, I'm very fortunate at this point. I have the best of both worlds. I got the most talented guys in the band. You know, when when we started rehearsing and did our first few shows, I'm thinking to myself, God, I'm like I'm like the weakest link in this chain, right? These guys are these guys are so good, you know. No, it, you're it, not. <laughs> but well, it's it's I I really think it's turned into a mental thing. I was having vocal issues for a while, uh, and you know, I didn't I didn't talk too too much about this in the past, but uh, okay. I was going to. Um, the Mass Vocal Rehab Center out here in Boston uh, with this uh, Steven Zytels, who's actually Adele's doctor and Steven Tyler's doctor. And I was trying to figure out what my issues were. And it turned wow. out, long story short, it was, you know, money that I didn't have that I spent, which story of my life. But found out it was <laughs> a lot of just scar, it was scar tissue. And, you okay. know, he gave me this, he gave me three words of advice that I never looked back on. And, and he said, play the scar meaning that you're not going to do anything worse to your voice than you've already done to it over so many shows and years that you've been playing. Just play the scar and don't worry about it. It's a mental thing. 
And wow. I, I, kid, I, I kid you not, Terry, I kid you not, from the first show out that we did in August in, in Boston to the last show that we did um, not too long ago, I've never felt better. I don't think I've sounded better. And I've never been more confident in in my vocals going up there. And, and I really think he hit a nerve with me. And it's, and it's I But I accredit it to having that, you know, that bromance I got going on with my the guys in my band because they sure. give me that confidence and they give me that that feeling that, you know, we're indestructible up there and, and that I feel great every gig. I feel great before every gig now and I feel even better after every gig. So so, so just to just to kind of re Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Just to reiterate what you were saying, when you went to the doctor, it wasn't that you had any major damage. You just had some scar tissue there? Yeah, it wasn't like – he was actually hoping to find, like, a polyp or a node right. or something like that. Uh, that he could just laser off and, and do a procedure and, boom, it'd be gone. Right. But what he found, there was really nothing he could do. And okay. so I, I, went in for a, I went in for a procedure anyway. Uh, real quick, it, they pumped up my vocal cords of saline to, like, five times the size. So when I left there, I sounded like Marlon Brando in The Godfather. It was crazy. <laughs> like, I, I – I could barely talk. It was like this, you know, I'm not, and it was it was oh, not, gosh. and it stayed like that for like three days. So, in theory, he blew up my vocal cords to even out and to smooth out the imperfections. And as they came down, the thought and the theory was that maybe the imperfections would smooth out and go away and come down with them. And it didn't seem like it really did much uh, until I started doing the live shows. And even in rehearsals, it kind of felt a little strange. But I think honestly, I think it. I think it was a mental thing, man. I think I'm in such well, a good like, place now, and I think that it's – I think, honestly, that it's it was a mental block, and I feel great, and <clears throat> we all sound great together. So. I was just going to – and I don't want to bring up past stuff because that's not what the show is about, but I was just thinking oh, shoot. I mean, don't worry about it. prior to you bringing in all these new members, you were having some challenges and some difficulties. I remember when you were on my show, you were I think you were looking for a bassist and there were, you know, just some yeah. some things going on that were probably definitely complicating the band and, and where you wanted to be. So do you think some of that stuff might have mentally just impacted you in a way that it started to like you said, psychosomatically come out in your vocals even though you didn't have some major medical issue going on? Yeah, one one hundred and fifty percent right. I think yeah. I, I really do. I I believe that. I think, you know, there's a there's a guy out here uh, named Mark Baxter. He's one of the, he, he's a very prolific, uh, you know, uh, vocal coach out here in the Boston area. He's had everybody who's anybody in rock uh, as okay. a as a client, student, patient, whatever you want to call him. And he has a chapter in his book in his online series, and it's it's about what your brain allows the voice to do. Mm-hmm. And it and it kind of it kind of echoed a little bit about what Dr. Zytel said to me, and you know it really I think because I am mentally and emotionally in such a great place with the band, with the music, the new songs, the material, the live show, and how we all are just such tight, we're so tight and we're such brothers. I think that that made all the difference, and I, you know, when you go up there with a um, a certain air of confidence. Mm-hmm. knowing that you're going to get up and kill it, and you don't have any worries. There's, you know, we are a diva and drama-free band, and that is, I found, the most, it's the it's the best attribute, one of the best attributes a band can have, because mm-hmm. there's always a diva and there's always drama, and when you are able to put together a band, you know, finally, where there's neither of that, 
I didn't think it was possible, but we've got it, and I think that made all the difference. And and we've never been happier. Uh, you know, the record came out great. We did we did all seven tracks. Well, it was six tracks plus the intro that we actually wrote the night before we went into. Yeah, the I studio. love that. I love that intro. It's great. Yeah, it's, it, it was pretty. It's pretty cool. It came out pretty neat. And uh, you know, we did. Did I say neat? Yeah, I did. All right. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I haven't said that since I was like ten, but it was it was cool and. We did from start, from setup to the drums to walking out with uh, the masters, the master reference tracks. We did everything in 14 days, and it wow, it, we blew, we blew through it. Like I did all my vocals in Drama Queen in 40 minutes, and I don't think. Oh I've my ever, god, that song! I, I love that song too. That is that's killer. I don't oh my think, god. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever done my vocal tracks that quick. And it was funny because Nate was up there with me. And Nate said, I'm going to go in this other room at the studio. We recorded up in, uh, uh, it's called This Sounds Good. I call it TSG Studios up in Wyndham, Maine, uh, with this guy, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jonathan Wyman. Uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. And I will go anywhere, at wherever we ever relocate, I will make sure we come all the way back to Maine to record with him again. But Nate went into another room to take a nap when I started vocals. And by the time I was done, he hadn't fallen asleep yet, and I came out to get him and said, okay, you're up next. And he was like, whoa, whoa, what are we talking about? I said, yeah, I'm <laughs> He goes, you're kidding me. I said, no. I said, it's, you know, and and it went that way. And it was it was so much fun. You know, Nate Nate's just a madman in the studio, and he did, you know, all the piano work. You know, there's Rhodes, there's Rhodes uh, piano, there's Hammond organ, there's, you know, Ebo, there's all kinds of stuff that's on this disc and Nate did everything. Nate actually also did all the bass tracks because uh, Keith, our bass player was going through some, some, you know, some family stuff that they okay. needed him for. And, uh, you know, he gave Nate his blessing like he, we knew he would and said, whatever, do what you got to do, do what's best for the band. I've got to be here with my family. And of course we were like, you know, family first, let mm-hmm. us take care of this. So, so essentially it was, uh, you know, it was Nate and myself and Simon, and um, we had some help with our friend Dimitri uh, doing some of the backups with us because he's got this great tone, this great timbre to his voice, and he's got kid can sing anything, and he's he's such a he's such a great guy, and we're all so tight together. And he's he's not in a band per se, but he plays with Nate on the side, and he's he's just an amazing amazing singer. And so we brought him in, and we just we had a blast. Fourteen days, and we were done. And it was I can't wait to do it again. And I hate recording, but I loved going up there making this record. That's awesome. And like you said, when you're with people that you enjoy working with, it's just that much more, no pun intended, enjoyable. You know what I mean? So that's, that's really <laughs> <Right>. cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. let's, let's it, it was this. awesome. Hold on one second. I just got to clear my voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's do this. Let's check out, uh, let's talk about one of the singles off of your album. And I just want to let the audience know in you too, Steve, that it's it's an honor to have you on tonight and Craving Lucy on just to uh, – debut the album which is actually out today so it's just it's yeah, so cool it well really i think cool. it, uh, thank you for having thanks for having me on i think it's great timing too so thank you it is it's perfect timing and it's just funny because i'm just kind of reflecting back to when i was starting out with my radio show and everything and just to kind of be humbled for a moment and say oh my god i was listening to these guys on sirius xm you know a year and a half ago or whatever and i'm like now they're on my show debuting their second <laughs> album. You know, it's really cool. Right. Really cool. Well, it, it, it's humbling for us too, and you speak so nicely and so kindly about us, and we appreciate that because that that goes. You know, people remember that. You know, and, and yep. it's always it's always nice to get the thumbs up from you know people like you who who promote so much for the entertainment industry, where you know other 
bands and artists and comedians may not have as many outlets, and, and you provide exactly. that. huge. So we thank cool. you for that. Thank you. Cool. Um, all right, so let's talk about, uh, let's debut. These are the two that uh, your manager told me to play, so this is these are the two that we're featuring. <laughs> oh, so this, um, oh, so this is Mike's call. Okay. These are, well, I I said, I guess I know you've been so busy because I know I sent you a message, but Mike had thought these were the two that you guys were really pushing right now. I mean, again, I think every song on the yeah. album could be a hit single anyway. So uh, let's you. debut Forever After. So tell us a little okay. bit about this track, and then we'll yeah, uh, check this- it out. This track is probably, I think, may turn out to be the dark horse on the EP. This is this is a track. It, it's special for a few a few reasons. It, it actually was the last minute addition to the EP. Uh, Nate gave okay. me Nate gave me the music when he had finally finished the pre production of all the music, and he gave it to me like a week and a half before we were going to start recording the record. So we were going to have six tracks, and he said, you know, listen to this, see what you can hear, you know, with melodies and what have you. So he gave it to me, and I listen to it, and I throw everything in my car and drive around. I'm in my car so much. That's actually my my writing studio, if you will. And okay. I just I would play the, the music, and I'd listen, and things would just come to me. And I decided one day, well, I jumped in the car in the early morning. I can't remember where I was going, but I, I threw it on like I had been for a few days. And I just took myself out of where I was going to go with it and just decided to think in a different direction. And it actually, it, 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 the more I thought about going in the direction it ended up and the more I liked it and the more that it was a little left the center for Craving Lucy than what maybe some people are used to hearing, mm-hmm. yet it, it worked and it sounded, it just it struck a nerve with me. And I really, really dug it. And that's what, it goes back to the beginning of the interview when I said, I, you know, I'm glad that we can, you know, are able to show some dimension with this record. So as far as content goes, one of Nate's best friends uh, was going through a really probably the worst time in his in his whole life. In a nutshell, uh, you know, he had found out his you know his wife of of 15 years. He'd been with her longer than that. He found her not being faithful with somebody that he's known since childhood. Oh gosh! And and, and it was the most emotionally damaging, scarring time of his entire life. And wow. this is a guy, he's he's the best husband, the best friend somebody could have, the best father, um, the just the nicest guy all around. I mean, from A to Z, you can't not like him. And I, and I would see him hurting, and I would see posts online, and he would use it to vent, and then sometimes he'd be a little abstract, and sometimes he'd get specific, and Nate would tell me what he was going through because Nate actually lives with him. And okay. it was harder. It was harder for Nate to see him go through this because they were so close. So, uh, you know, the bottom line: the song is about him. It's about basically it's it's, it's infused with strength about how you know he's going to get through this, and you know, you know, it's all going to be good in the end. You know, it, it's you know, don't don't sweat it. You know, this is just a it's a test. You're going to get through it, and you know, you'll be fine forever after. And and that's. He didn't even know we wrote it for him until uh, until our first show, and we had the, the master track, and Nate left the master track on the kitchen table with the lyrics for him and said, this is for you. And uh, he said he probably listened to it 25 times, and he, he was he was all teary-eyed, and we played that night uh, in Boston, uh, actually in Cambridge, Mass., next to Boston, at a place called the Middle East. 
had a huge show there, and it was amazing. And he was front row, and I did a dedication to him, and he got all teary-eyed again. So that song Aww. has a very special – it's got a special place for him and it, it, because of what it's about and what I wrote it about um, with Nate. It's got a special place with us, too. So that's that's what that song is about, and that's where that song came from. Awesome. Very cool. So let's do this. And I'm sure everyone in some way or another can relate to this song and, and apply it to themselves in their own lives in terms of how it you yeah. know, might be uh, relevant. So that's really cool, really touching. So let's that's do this. I'm going to on. Yep, absolutely. I'm going to put you on hmm. hold, and uh, we'll check out Forever After, and then we'll come back, okay? Sounds great. All right, hold on. All right, everyone, again, you're listening to Steve from Craving Lucy. Please go pick up a copy of their album, which is out now, titled Resolution. It is on iTunes, Amazon Music, and all major digital sites. Uh, You can check them out, too, at cravinglucy.com. And here is one of their new tracks, debuted tonight on the Carrie Edelman Show, titled Forever After.
All right, everyone, welcome back. Sorry, I had to catch my breath for a moment. I had a cough there. Um, <clears throat> okay. So anyway, sorry about that. Uh, Craving Lucy's hit single, Love It Forever After. Please download their album today. I'm going to excuse my voice for a minute. I must have swallowed the water the wrong way. Um, so please check it out, iTunes, Amazon Music, and we are going to shortly check out another one of their singles in a moment. Okay. Wanted to do a couple of quick plugs. Um, for people who are looking for some amazing uh, web design work, graphic design development, anything like that, media services, this could be bands, any type of company out there, you got to check out Quantum Design Lab. And that is spelled Q-U-A-N-T-U-M Design Lab. And you can check them out um, on the web at uh, qdlab.com. And again, these, this guy does amazing stuff. His name is Chris Anderson. He does logo design, brand development, corporate ID systems, uh, business media. So he's worked with companies like HBO, DuPont, Panasonic. I love his work. We we're going to be collaborating on some stuff, so I wanted to uh, give him a plug. Again, I think I mispronounced the uh, website. It's quantumdesignlab.com, so check them out. And then I mentioned early in the show, and I just want to do a quick plug for this, um, I am now the executive producer of a absurd web series which is based on presidential campaign ads. Think of something along the lines of Saturday Night Live, except uh, take it up a notch and make it really absurd, crude, and off-color. Uh, it is called We Approved This Message. Please check it out at weapprovedthismessage.com. And uh, tomorrow, uh, it, is, it is schedule permitting, but our Mitt Romney impersonator named Mike McRae is scheduled to call in to the Howard Stern Show. He's going to be either on at 7 or 9 o'clock a.m., again, schedule permitting. Uh, so please tune in, especially if you have Sirius XM radio. It is unbelievable how uh, close this guy, actually, how much he sounds like Mitt Romney. So you can't even tell the two apart. So he's going to talk about uh, some of his absurd uh, campaigns going on, some of his beliefs, and I definitely want to give a plug to the amazing people that are the writers for this series, Jim Shaughnessy and Richard Marcus, who are both uh, former Tonight Show writers for Jay Leno, and we also have uh, producer and writer Jared Cardwell, who writes for Arsenio Hall, <clears throat> and also George Lopez. So again, please go to weapprovedthismessage.com. We have uh, two episodes up there right now. It's hysterical. And, again, i got to give kudos also to the uh, Obama impersonator, and he's an amazing comedian named Reggie Brown. So uh, check that out. All right, Steve. Sorry about that. <clears throat> I, uh, no, I'm all good. <laughs> so if, if, you're, if you're into comedy, please, when you get off tonight, check out this uh, series. It is hysterical. I totally am. In fact, I, I, I was writing it. I was writing it down when you were talking about it because I can't. I love that stuff. I love political satire. I, I truly. Do you? Okay. Because I, I oh am. Oh my God! You have no I'm idea. I'm not into politics at all, but I wanted to get no. involved with writing something. And uh, this guy Jim Shaughnessy. I mean, he's just got this very uh, just off-color sense of humor and just brilliant writer. So he uh, started right. writing this series. He was on my show last year. And we've been talking, and when he threw it out there, I said, "Yeah, you know what? I want to do something different. So let's let's do it." <laughs> Love it. Um, I'm definitely going to check it out. Definitely. Yeah, and I will. If you're if you forget it, I post all over my Facebook page, so you can click on any of the links there too. Sweet. So cool. So Sweet. again, awesome, cool. awesome track. And you're right. That is definitely. I think it's interesting how you described it as kind of like the dark horse. What? Why mm -hmm. do you think? 
why did you describe it as that? Because it is a great track. Well, it's I guess because maybe it's not so much like like therapy or ordinary God or changes or drama queen or or even resolution or you know like the next track that I'm pretty sure I know that you're gonna wanna wanna spin. It's it's something that's a little you know I think we've kind of forayed a little bit from maybe you know one format into like another maybe more into modern rock or, or something which I I love that I, I'm mm-hmm. not afraid to express you know the dimension of and the depth of what the band is about and you know what we like and like I had said before it, even it you know, it wasn't something that we purposely tried to do it was just a natural uh, evolution of of the writing and growth that we went through and we you know if we like it we'll go with it you know we're not That's cool. we're not the band that that wants we're not a one trick pony we never have been we don't want to be we want to we want to give different flavors of what the band's about and we want to mix it up a little bit and show you know that that what the band's capable of and uh, and and I just I love the tune I love doing it live it co- it translates very well live in fact everything on the record translates great just with an acoustic guitar and I think that's a good sign that you've got a pretty good you got a pretty decent song to start out with if it if it stands on its own mm-hmm. with, uh, with an acoustic or you know even on a piano or something I, I think you're I, and I think any band or musician I think you're onto something so that's what this does on its own and I and I love that that aspect of it. That's great. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you in terms of right being able to play it acoustically and kind of strip it down. That's just that's awesome if you can do that. Absolutely. But it, but you know what, Carrie, it's it's also fun for us too. You know, it's it's fun for us to be able to go out and you know throw different moods behind the you know within the show instead of going out and doing you know ten songs that are nasty, heavy in your face just to kind of mix it up just a little bit because that song's got a lot of meaning to it and it means a lot to to somebody and it's got meaning to other people too because you know music's an open it's open to it's open to you know it's all in perspective and it's subjective and it means something different to other people and sometimes it means the same kind of thing but you know if people can relate to it then you know mission accomplished and that's what i love about what we do and you know there's no fences there's no parameters we don't set rules when we write we just do it yeah, that's. I think that's again. I think that's another key factor of your band. And I think. I mean, what do you think? Just from your own personal experience, what do you think it's about? Where these bands sometimes get into these niches, where it's just kind of this. You know, I don't want to say cookie cutter approach, but it is. And like you're saying, every song's either kind of balls to the wall in your face, or it's just too light. Do you think yeah. it's that people get so like I have to sound like this way, or I have to be in this genre, and they just can't kind of get out of that mindset? Well, I think there's a couple things. I think I think it's fear. I think they're afraid to try something new maybe because mm-hmm. they may not feel that it's going to be accepted or embraced, especially if you're a harder rock band. And there's a lot of bands that I've heard, new bands on all different channels and stations, whether it's terrestrial radio or satellite. And there's, yeah, I'm definitely not afraid to say this, that there's bands, you know, there's five or six bands out there that I can think of off the top of my head. They all they kind of sound like they're all cut from the same cloth and right. you know and they it's good stuff and they write great music but in the bigger picture in the scheme of things they you kind of get lost in the shuffle because so many bands sound like you or you sound like so many other bands out there it's, right. it's about not being afraid to venture into different territory 
and, and to embrace the dimension of what you're capable of and showing it to people. And I think something else might, I mean, the industry might have a lot to do with that too. If your A&R guy for your label says, I don't think that's going to fly because people are used to this, this, and this of your brand, so we want you to write this, this, and this again because we had, you know, kind of okay success with it. Right, well, right. How about, you know, how about saying, you know, well, why not have great success with something a little different that, one, shows, you know, a greater ability of the band's writing but also may reach over the fence and grab other listeners of other bands that, you know, maybe didn't, wouldn't listen to you before. And that's, that, I think, holds back a lot of bands from expanding. And there's some bands that just love to write one thing, and that's great. That's way cool. There's a lot of bands that have a, had a lot of amazing success like that. We just right. happen to not be one of those bands. We, we just want to write what we like. And we, if it sounds great to us and it, and it, and it moves us, then chances are we're going to play it with conviction and it's going to hopefully move somebody else who's listening. But we, we never want to limit what we do musically ever. Cool. Cool. Well, like, again, I think it's really showing on this album. And, you know, the last album was great too, a little heavier sometimes, like you said, with some of the songs. But this one's really, like you said, diversifying yourself and showing just the many colors of Craving Lucy, so to speak. <laughs> Thanks. Well, so, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So tell us a little bit about, and then we're going to, you know, in a few minutes we'll check out the next track. Um, what's in store for you guys in terms of, you know, any thoughts on an upcoming tour? And kind of what's the progression in terms of the, the journey you're going to take now with this new album? Well, there's been, uh, there's been a tremendous amount of setup uh, that's been going on while we were recording, while we were regrouping. It's like a chess game. Mm-hmm. What we do because we have a great team when it comes to management. We have a great attorney. We have a great group of guys in radio. The uh, the guys in radio that are on deck waiting to go to bat for us are some of the best that the industry has, and they have very very uh, exceptional reputations and, and resumes and years and an amazing stature with with radio. So we're really fortunate in that respect, but there's been a tremendous amount of setup to get ready to just even put this thing out. Uh, there's, you know, we're working in, uh, on getting an agent, uh, an agency behind the band to take over the booking. There's been a bunch of people, uh, you know, sniffing around and there's interest from this one and that one. And it's just a matter of us, you know, uh, just kind of closing in on it and, mm-hmm. and, and putting it together and making it happen. There's, you know, there's a radio campaign that is ready to go. We're actually right now still trying to decide which song to go to radio with. And it's what do you think? What, what do you think? What, what if you had your choices, what uh, would you want to push? Um, it, it's hard because I think there's strengths in all the songs. But if right. I had to stand back, if I had to stand back and think of what would be most universal and maybe embraced by the most amount of people. With you know, with a, a lot of different formats, or maybe at least a crossover kind of format, Forever After is probably the one that has probably the most mass appeal to it. But okay, you know my but my my I think probably my favorite on the record. I mean, it's got to be the Drama Queen or or Smile in the Dark, and I okay. love Smile in the Dark too. And you know, there's a great story behind that. But that's that would be great for, you know, to continue the branding of Craving Lucy with the active rock and the hard rock stuff. And 
<clears throat> but it, it's tough. You know, we're still trying to decide where to go with it. Um, as soon as we know, everyone's going to know, and radio's going to know because the team's going to go and, and get ready and go to bat for us. But while that's happening, uh, we're setting up a few shows. We're putting together a, a release show up here in Manchester, New Hampshire, on November 17th. Uh, and we're putting all the details together for that. And the only other show, the only show that we have booked for the whole holiday season is December 15th. And that's a massive, massive show at the okay. Middle East downstairs in Cambridge, Mass. And that is involving uh, the Toys for Tots. It's involving American Red Cross, uh, Boston Children's Hospital, uh, Death Grip Clothing, who's uh, sponsored, uh, you know, Craving Lucy sponsored by them. Cool. Uh, we've also got blood, and we have, uh, you know, another, uh, we have Bloodborne Radio that's doing a live simulcast worldwide of the entire show that night. And there's more people, you know, Silent Season's going to be on the show. We have Fault Line all the way from Virginia. They're part of the Death Grip Clothing family. Um, there's one or two other bands that we're working on getting on it now and you know once a you know got a pretty big name so but we got to keep everything kind of hush hush that is a sure. really that's going to be a, a huge huge event for us so while that's going on the radio campaign's going on uh there's going to be some shopping involved there's going to be you know pitching to uh the the agencies and, and uh, we 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 would like to get a tour together like a solid tour together for early in the new year uh, which is when probably most of the radio campaigns actually going to start hitting. Uh, we may put it off until the new year because you want to wait till the end of the fourth quarter, and then, you know, as I've been told, a lot of stations and they clean house <laughs> with uh, oh, with, uh, with, with with bands, and they start it all fresh in the new year. So there's there's method to the madness. There's a lot of thought behind it. I don't know what the final decisions are going to be. What I'm most interested in is you know, the shows, and, and we've got a bunch of shows in the works right now until the end of the year. Nothing's uh, confirmed yet except those two. But we want to make every show an event uh, and make them count. Uh, it's the season that's kind of chaotic right now from here to the holidays. So you gotta, right. you got to plan it. you got to plan accordingly, plan smart, and make each show count, make it an event. So we're not going to be as busy uh, until the end of the year, but, but, but there's think, still an awful lot of a setup going on. Right, and I think strategically you guys are doing it the right way. I mean, that's that's how I think. I love to hear that, you know, not only you're recording your album, but you have, you know, your hands in so many other pots in terms of, like you said, getting management, getting the radio stuff ready, getting maybe an agent. So I think that's great. That's that's the key. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot it, of stuff. No, nope, yeah. we don't do anything without thinking about it and going through the pros and cons and figuring out what's best for the band and everybody involved. So it, it's, you know, we have actually, we also have an Indiegogo campaign that I think is going to start in a week or two. Okay. Uh, which is it's a lot like Kickstarter, but it's it's a little bit more um, cause friendly for for whomever is starting the, the campaigns. And we shot a video for that. Uh, that's going to be launching, I think, next week. Uh, and that's cool. going to be all over the place. We're working with Unleashed Marketing right now. Uh, that's helping with a, multiple aspects of the of the bands, from social media all the way to promo to blogs to. Um, interviews and all kinds of stuff. I've had a bunch of interviews already, and I've got more coming up in the next couple of weeks. And it's, you know, it's just work, work, work. And but it's that's what we love to do. And, and right. You know, the more and what's the, more the, the um, what's the premise of the Indiegogo? What are you raising the funds for? Is it for the yeah. album? Is it for? Yeah, it's it's going to be for. Uh, we want to put together a top-notch video uh, for the single. Uh, okay. That's going to help with that. Um, I mean, it's just it's it's a multifaceted campaign that is going to pay for 
a, a lot of the expenses that you know, that we have exhausted all our funds that we don't have you know all the funds sure. for, unfortunately the one thing that's that's always been the bane of our existence and the phone in our paw is has been the lack of of money and yeah. you know we knew we had the band we knew we had the teams we knew we had the management and the connections and radio behind us but when you run out of the gas for that engine <laughs> that mm-hmm. race car goes no, it goes nowhere and that's so it's it's helping to to fund all the things that we need whether it's video radio tour support everything else and you know, I've mortgaged my soul and, you know, the soul of my next life uh, to, just to, get to, where, to get to where we are right now. So, and, and honestly, Kerry, I don't regret it. I really don't. I'm so in love with the project, and I love the guys, and I love what we created together. And it's, you know, it's a means to an end. And it's, you know, and there's there's some really great daylight at the end of this road. So we're we're shooting for it. We're going for it. And you know, if all works out, everyone's going to hear a lot more about Crater Lucy soon. Oh, they absolutely will. You guys were there before, and you're you're coming back again with a vengeance this time, even even greater. So definitely. Thank you. Definitely. We're trying. <laughs> I know. I know. You guys are. It's it's a tough road. I I really have learned so much from just all the different people in entertainment that I've interviewed over the past like year plus. It's just been really. It's weird. It, it's humbling on some level. It, it's opened my eyes to things like that I didn't think about, especially when I was doing all of my stuff independently by myself. So it's just been really great to learn so much from all you guys and, and to give you guys yeah. just credit and respect for the hard work and dedication that you guys put into your craft. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's there's a, there's so many bands out there that have poured so much of their blood, sweat, and tears and, mm-hmm. and years into what into what they do because they love it. You know, and along the way, we've all, we, you know, we've taken that path that is is probably the hardest, and you know, in, in to do to make a living and to and to succeed. And the, the industry has changed so drastically in the last even five years, and never mind the last ten. You know, so it's it's it, it's a crazy, crazy mixed up, jaded industry right now, and it's tougher. It's tougher to break than ever before. It's the it's to the point where you know labels won't even offer you a pen uh, and a stack of papers until they're convinced that you don't need them anymore. And, right. you know, because you, you've done all the work, you've done all the legwork, you've done radio, you've got the sales, you've got the story, you've got everything, you've got the momentum, and you've done it on your own, and that's what they want now. And right. it's, before it wasn't like that, but the industry's <clears throat> broke. You know, rock yep. is a very, very, it's a flailing, suffering genre, and it's the most broke genre out there, and there's so few deals given now. But at the the flip side of that is that the web and the tools to record your stuff and get it out there and to promote your band, it's it seems like it's an endless amount of channels and outlets for you. So we've you know most bands as long as they want to put in the work, you know, in grassroots now means it's electronic and digital. So you know if you're yeah. willing to put in the work, if you're willing to put in the work, you can make some noise and you can get some traction in a lot of different areas. Uh, but you know there's a lot of there's a lot of roadblocks out there, but we're, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to hurdle right over them. And, you know, we've, we've, we've done a tremendous amount of work and set up. And I think, you know, at a time right now when the industry is at its worst, uh, we're at our best and that cool. is, that's, com- that's comforting to me. So I'm hoping that that is enough to, to get us to where we really want to be. It will. It will. You guys will, your perseverance again, your dedication and, and your passion, it will definitely pay off. And with that being said, let's talk about, uh, smile in the dark because I definitely want to fit this mm-hmm. track in tonight too. Yeah, cool. So again, tell us the 
Tell us a little bit about this one. Yeah, Smile. Uh, uh, that song, let me see. Uh, one of my closest friends in the world, you know, it seems like I get inspiration from people's, uh, from their hardships, you know, but this is, mm-hmm. it's, I, I do it, and when I, you know, when we present these people with these songs, we hope it's, like, therapeutic to them, and we hope that, you know, it gives them either some closure or it gives them, it gives them a bigger voice to to show, you know, to kind of shout out how they feel and what they're going through. And, and with this song, uh, one of my close friends, Corey, uh, great, another one of those cases, greatest dad in the world, uh, and his baby's mom uh, basically alienated his daughter from him and it was almost like a brainwashing. It was really tragic. And oh, uh, he, he, he lost, and she was so young, and he lost that relationship. And he's, he's, the most, he's the most amazing dad, and he has such an, just an unmeasurable amount of love for his daughter. And when, you know, she calls her mother's boyfriend dad and tells her own dad that she's not her dad and she doesn't want to see him, I mean, that'll leave, that, that'll, cripple any, that'll cripple any dad yeah. in the world. And uh, so this song, um, you know, they're going to court. He's winning. Uh, you know, therapists are involved. It's a pretty messy story. But in short, I wrote this song for Corey. I actually asked him to write down his thoughts. Write down all your thoughts, how you're feeling, no matter how, how explicit they are. Tell me what you're feeling, what your emotions are running at. You know, do that and send them to me. And I got page after page. And I sat down one night and I went through everything. And I pieced together uh, a perspective lyrically for him for this song. And, wow. you know, I'm, sh- I'm shining a light on um, that smile in the dark. The clock is tick- ticking away. Basically means he's going to persevere and, like, he's, he's going to out her. He's going to expose her for what she's doing, for what, you know, for what she is. Uh, and he's going to get through this. So that's, that's the whole premise of Smile in the Dark. And when I presented that to Corey and I, and I let him know it made the record, and then I let him know too that it made the top two in consideration for the single. He lost his mind. Oh, <laughs> <It was great. laughs> that's awesome. That was awesome. I mean, so and, and you That's amazing. I think in in your credit too, that's really cool, Steve. I've never heard someone say, you know, usually like you said, I'll, I'll write when I was writing songs. Would be my own experiences, or maybe things I've seen people experience. But that's a really interesting way to have someone kind of give you their thoughts. And you to be well, able to almost step in their shoes in a very kind well, of, yeah, go ahead. No, and no, I was just going to say that, well, it, it, you know, I was inspired by him, but I wanted to do him right. You know, I mm-hmm. wanted to get it right. I wanted, I really wanted to see things from his eyes and and get a really, put my finger on the pulse of where he was coming from and what kind of place he was in. And for me, the best way to do that was to do just that and, and say, you know, I want your thoughts. I want, I want you to pull your heart out on, on this paper and send it to me. And, and cool. you know, I, 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 got, I finished the, the lyrics in a couple of days and I sent him a rough draft and he was, like, beside himself. He said, I can't wait to hear this song. So he actually <laughs> forgot, he forgot all about it. I didn't talk about it for six months or five months or whatever. And then I finally told him that, yeah, it's called Smile in the Dark. It's going to be on the new EP. And he... he he was pretty flabbergasted. He couldn't believe awesome. it. So, and then when he heard the song, he heard the song for the first time. I sent him an advanced copy of it, and uh, he said he played it about 150 times the whole day. <laughs> cool, very cool. Yeah. Well, it's, it's it's great to see you again. Just kind of reaching out to people you guys care about, and you know, writing stuff that's really 
meaningful and, you know, important to them. So with that being said, Thanks. let's uh let's check out this track, okay? Let's let's do it. Okay, hold on a second. All right, again, everyone, you are listening to Craving Lucy and their second single we're going to play tonight off of their brand-new album, which is out right now, titled Resolution is Smile in the Dark. So let's check it out, and we'll be back in a moment. Welcome back. Again, that was Smile in the Dark by Craving Lucy, and it's just been amazing having Steve on again. 
and I wish him so much success with his new album, and we'll bring him back on in a moment. A couple of quick plugs to do. Everyone needs to check out irocktv.co. It is an amazing website that is used to promote independent artists, fans, musicians. They have a magazine launching. They're actually going to be launching a component over in Europe and Chile. So check them out at I, the letter I, rocktv.co. Definitely want to also plug Flirt Energy Drink. And uh, it's an amazing drink that is specifically formulated for the female athlete. Check them out at flirtdrink.com. They just formulated the uh, the new uh, branding and everything for the product. And I'm honored to be a part of them and work with them. And they use my song, Vanilla Skies, off of my uh, debut album, Leave It All Behind, as the song to promote their product. So really cool stuff. And they're in all the Harris Teeter stores across from North Carolina down to Florida. They just got a, a huge, uh, you know, uh, what's it called, uh, plug with that in terms of all their products are out in those stores, and they have a lot of other things in store. Sorry, I'm a little wordy. It's getting uh, to be late in the night, and I've been working all day in corrections, which makes me even more uh, crazy sometimes. <laughs> but uh, lastly, check out Davin's Den, a fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Tip Helix. So if you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh at the same time, check out Davin's Den. They go live Tuesday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And to find out more about them, you can go to davincomedy.com, and that is spelled D-A-V-I-N, comedy.com. So let's bring Steve back on, and he can uh, give us some last words of wisdom and plug all the different places that everyone can find Creating Lucy. All right, Steve, you're back. Hi, Carrie. Hey, awesome song. Really great stuff. <laughs> Thanks. Really cool stuff. So what are, what are some parting words? What do you want to share with the audience? And uh, please also plug all the different social media sites that they can find you at. Sure. Uh, I just want to say on behalf of uh, Nate and Simon and Keith and Rick, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for continuing uh, to support you know, every every guest that Carrie has on this show. Uh, and keep the light on, keep the, uh, keep the torch lit for all the rock bands, all the indie artists, everybody that you love and support and believe in. They need you, uh, we need you, and it's more important now than it ever has been. So uh, support the arts. You know, keep keep it alive. And, uh, you know, in, in an industry that's slamming more doors and opening them, uh, you know, your support means means the world to all of us. And uh, go and um, grab Resolution. It's out today. It's on iTunes. It's on Amazon. Uh, it's pretty much everywhere online. And I know that probably by now you can get it for free someplace. Oh God, no. Uh, <laughs> probably, but I. I guess uh, I guess I speak for every musician that's uh, poured their heart and souls and uh, all their all their pennies into what they love doing the most. Uh, please please buy your music. Please buy your art. Please please buy whatever moves you uh, because it, it, you know that's that's the biggest support that that we can get as artists. Uh, and it you know artists are you know we're people too, man. We need money. We got to survive. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, but uh, CravenLucy.com, um, our fan page on Craven Lucy on Facebook. Go to it, like us. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at CravenLucy, all one word. We have a YouTube video station, a uh, video channel called uh, Craving Lucy Vids. We're going to be uploading a, a ton more of those, uh, more uh, probably videos to all the songs on resolution with lyrics uh, in the very near future. And when you get a hold of our Indiegogo campaign, whether it's 5 bucks or $100, 
uh, you can end up getting some really cool stuff uh, as we try to raise funds for our video shoot, our radio campaign, and our tour. Uh, everything from signed guitars all the way up to dinner with the band and private concerts and all kinds of great stuff. So uh, wow, nice. keep an eye out. Keep it. Yeah, <laughs> keep an eye out for that. That's going to be really great. And uh, like I said, just uh, thanks for everything. And uh, look for Craven Lucy in your city. I'm probably. I'm thinking probably the very early part of the new year. Uh, we're going to start putting a tour together. And uh, listen for us on your radio. Request us on your radio stations. Uh, go to Octane. Request Craven Lucy. Go to any station you listen to that spins rock and uh, ask for us. Uh, because chances are they're going to have us in their system and they're, they're, they're going to listen to you guys because you're the ones, that the listeners, that keep their stations live on the air. That's right, definitely. And you have to let me know if you're coming through New Jersey at some point because I want to come out and see you guys and meet you guys and hang out and everything. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, we were, in, we, we, we were in New Jersey in, uh, God, we were in New Jersey in August. And I, I didn't know. even dawn on me. No, no, no. I was aware of that show. I couldn't make it because I'm, I'm friends with the person who had coordinated that show. So I was aware. And it was oh, just, you couldn't it, make just it. The timing wasn't right. I know because uh, I was okay. aware that show was happening. I'm like, ah, they're coming to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we come back, uh, I will definitely, definitely. let you know. Oh, Absolutely. one thing, too. Uh, yeah. our, our drummer, Simon, our drummer, Simon Adamson, uh, in the December issue, he's going to be in the December issue of uh, Maxim uh, oh. for – yeah, for it's a company nice. called Swedish Match. It's a company called Swedish Match, and they did an interview and a photo shoot with uh, Simon a couple weeks ago. Uh, and that's coming out, I believe. Yeah, I believe it's coming out uh, in the December issue. So aside from all the hot chicks, you know, you can <laughs> find one hell of you can find one hell of a drummer for a pretty kick-ass band too. So uh, check that's that out. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Well, yeah. Steve, I wish you and Craving Lucy just much continued success. I'm sure you guys, I know you guys, I'm not sure. I know you guys are going to do amazing out there. And, uh, yeah, just let me know when you guys plan to release some new stuff in the near future or future, and we'll definitely have you back on again. Certainly will, Carrie. You're a sweetheart, and thank you for all you do for all of us. And uh, we'll be in touch with you, and as soon as we know we're coming to Jersey, you're going to be the first one I get in touch with. Oh, thank you. That would be awesome. I look forward to meeting you guys. <laughs> Cool and good luck too. Good luck too with your uh, your. Uh, I approve this message. Doing. Com. Yeah, yeah. With with, with we, 114, we 114 things. Yes, we approve this we, message. Yes. We approve this message. Yeah, you got to check it out. We I'd be curious to see your feedback. Yeah. Oh, I, I, just, I totally um, Just as a side note, the podcast for the show will be available, so please continue to promote it. And people have been the podcast have just been doing really well in terms of people who couldn't listen to the live show. So definitely Absolutely. keep promoting well, it to yeah. get you guys tons of listens. All right? Awesome. You're welcome. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. Have a great night. You got it. Okay, I'll you talk as to well. you soon. All right. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Again, Craving Lucy. You got to check them out. Check out their new album, Resolution, which you can find on iTunes, Amazon, and all major digital sites. Go to CravingLucy.com and follow them on Twitter at Craving Lucy. I just want to, again, thank everyone for the support, for tuning into the show, supporting all these amazing guests that I have had the honor and pleasure to interview and promote. So please, if you have a Twitter account, follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I'll follow you. You can also become a fan, please, of the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook. I have tons of updates of upcoming interviews and guests on the show. And um, I have uh, two personal Facebook pages now because I maxed out one of them. So please search for me, find me on Facebook. I'd love to uh, 
keep in touch with people personally too rather than just the, the fan pages, which are a little more difficult to keep in touch with people. So next week, this is going to be a really cool interview. I am very excited about this one. If you're a fan of horror, and I'm definitely a fan of horror, I work in forensics. I'm a clinical forensic psychologist. I have a director and filmmaker coming on named Chuck Perello. And uh, I found out about him. This is kind of a funny story. I was watching the Bio Channel. I love to watch the uh, the serial killer profile uh, shows and things like that. So I was watching it, and he was commenting on a serial killer named Ed Gein. And Ed Gein was the guy who basically silenced the Rams, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Psycho. They kind of pulled components from this serial killer, and that kind of a lot of the basis of those films. Well, Chuck Perot actually made a film based on Ed Gein. He also did The Hillside Strangler. He did um, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer Part 2, and he's coming on next week. And I thought it would be perfect timing for October, Halloween, the month like that, and again, just my own, I guess, disturbing interest in finding out why Chuck Perillo had gotten involved in uh, directing and making films based on serial killers. So uh, that's going to be next Tuesday, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, and that'll be October 23rd. So please, if you can, tune in. It'll be a lot of fun. And we have a bunch of other interviews coming up. Comedian Chris DiStefano, another amazing comedian, uh, hitting the scene pretty hard, getting a pretty big name for himself. So he'll be coming up too. So thank you so much, everyone who tuned in tonight. I'm trying to think if I left anything out. If I did, you can always contact me on Facebook, um, or you can talk, contact me, Carrie Edelman at Hotmail.com. So thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Since this was kind of a, a rock night, I'm going to play Leave It All Behind, which is the title track off of my album uh, that you can find on iTunes, Amazon, and all digital sites. Uh, check it out. If you like what you hear, you can download this track or the full-length album, which has 10 songs on it. And uh, it's kind of rock, a hint of pop type of oriented uh, music, very radio-friendly, uh, very commercial. So check it out, and I will be back next Tuesday, October 23rd, with uh, the director and filmmaker Chuck, uh, Chuck Parello. All right? Have a great night, and thanks again for tuning in.
it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.